Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, if you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. We're going in a little bit of a different direction today. I mean, not not super different, but different in where the impetus for this episode came from. And I will tell you that I've been talking to a lot of people who feel an all-time high of anxiety right now. And I believe that some of that has to do with media and our inundation with media. And some of it has to do with the world. And some of it has to do with poor nutrition and lack of sunlight and lack of movement. I mean, there's so many factors, but they're undeniable factors. They're real. They're not imagined. And I think some of it for me has to do with being a mom and having young kids. And (laughs) I've never worried more in my life than since I had kids. But here's what I do know. I don't want to be racked by worry or anxiety, period. No matter what, I want to be peaceful. And I know that there are a lot of things that I can do from a nutrition standpoint, a lot of things I can do from a movement standpoint and a lifestyle standpoint to minimize anxiety. And what has helped me with that more than ever lately are some things that are a little bit more faith-based. Now, obviously, I know that not everybody here believes in God, and that's fine with me. But as with all things, you know, not everybody who listens strength trains, and I think that's really important, and not everybody here, um, you know, watches what they eat, and I think that's really important. Not everybody here has kids, and that's a big part of my experience. So I'm going to I'm going to talk about it anyway. And my hope is that even if you're listening and you don't have a faith background or you don't believe in God or you believe in something that you call by a different name, my hope is that you will still listen because there's likely still something in it for you, even if it's different than what was in it for me. So the first thing that kind of resonated with me was I, most days I read my Bible for a little bit, often when I'm walking on the treadmill, ideally before the kids wake up, but that's kind of dependent on what time they wake up because you just never know. Piper was up at 4.30 this morning and I was not up reading my Bible before then. So anyway, I was reading and I came across something that really struck me and it was from 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, verses 3 through 4. It says, And I'm not a preacher, and I don't play one on the internet, okay? So there's that. 
For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. And to call a spade a spade, I think all of us fall into this to different degrees and in different areas where we no longer listen to reason and to wholesome sound teaching. Teaching. We're looking for people who justify where we're at and what we're doing and where we feel understood more than where we feel challenged to change. And that's probably a big part of the problem. Because the answer for you and the answer for me is probably something we already know, something we've already heard, but we're resisting it because it's uncomfortable and because it flies in the face of what we're struggling with right now. And we're looking for the thing that goes, oh my gosh, that's so me. One of my, I won't call it a pet peeve because it doesn't really annoy me, but it, it makes me feel a little sad is when somebody shares a problem, especially on like social media, and everybody says, oh my gosh, that's so me. Oh my gosh, that's so me. Oh my gosh, that's so me. Because we identify more with the problem than we do with the path to where we want to be. We identify more with the problem than we have capacity to invest energy in changing it. It's almost like it's a full stop. Like, oh, I feel so understood. You get me. And, and that does feel good to connect with people who you can relate to, or who make you feel like you're not alone. But that's not where we stop. And in this day and age where there's so many voices and there's so many opinions and thoughts and strategies, it's like we just want to go where we feel understood, not so much where we really need to go for the sake of our highest potential and the sake of our goals and the sake of our peace and the sake of being anxiety-free. I almost think that this is why the body positive movement was so popular. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think hating on yourself is the path to change. And I don't think that there is anything inherently bad about being positive about your body. But where I think a lot of people stopped is, yeah, I should love myself right where I'm at because that made them feel more comfortable but they need to be challenged to change. They need to be challenged to take better care of themselves. They need to be challenged to step into their potential. They need to be challenged to let go of their vices. So it resonated with me because I thought to myself, where am I connecting more with comfort than being pushed and challenged, challenged to change for the sake of what I can be and what I want to be. I think part of this is where we're lured by what seems to be fastest or easiest. And we always have our eyes out for something that could be faster or easier at the expense of consistency or at the expense of doing what is right or what is healthy or what is sustainable or what is wholesome or all of the above. 
and we're distracted. We're endlessly distracted. And then we lean on confusion. Oh, there's so many different opinions and there's so many different this and there's so many different that. Yeah, but who said you had to take all that in? Who said you had to pollute your mind with all of those different options and perspectives and strategies? You did that. You did that because you were looking for the next shiny thing. I'm all for learning. But at some point, we have to get honest with ourselves about are we just looking to go where it feels more comfortable? Are we just looking to go where we now have a baked in excuse to not do what we said we were going to do this last time? Are we just looking to drop any strategy that feels hard or isn't giving us results fast enough? My sense in honestly reflecting on where I have struggled and in looking at where my client struggles is that we're just always saying yes to the next best thing. And maybe the next best thing is temptation because in a moment it feels so good. Or maybe the next best thing is something that looks like it's going to go faster. Or maybe the next best thing is somebody who seems like they're just going to be a little bit more understanding about the fact that we've been struggling for 20 years instead of somebody that's going to say, hey, you've been struggling for 20 years. Enough. Enough is enough. Enough of the excuses. Enough of the delay. I just thought it was a powerful thing to hear. People will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. Instead, they follow their desires and look for whoever is going to tell them what their itching ears want to hear. Rejecting the truth and chasing after myths. What is a truth that you have ignored or avoided or not lived in congruence with? The truth is usually pretty simple, and then we complicate it with all of these different things. Is there a simple truth that you have been resisting or rejecting that you can get back to today, get back to in your focus, get back to in your choices, get back to in your day-to-day decision-making? I follow this account called Clearly Stated. I think it's because her last name is clear or something like that. But clearly stated is is the account. And she posts good news on Friday. It's usually statements. They're usually faith-based statements. And one of them just hit me between the eyes the other day. And it said, obedience is your greatest protective measure. Obedience is your greatest protective measure. And it it references um, Isaiah 1 verse 19 that says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Obedience is your greatest protective measure. And to go back to the anxiety and the struggle and all of these things that so many people are wrestling with right now, it's also because a lot of people are not being obedient, either obedient to what they know to be true, obedient to what they know to be right, obedient to what they know to be good, or obedient to a specific call in their lives. You know, there are sometimes I hear like these very clear promptings that I need to do something or apologize to somebody or not do something. And often I try to negotiate with it. And partial obedience, my pastor said this this past weekend, partial obedience is disobedience. And if we want to know, I did an episode about this a while back where I was saying that 
sometimes I, I have anxiety about my health. Like, what if this happens to me? What if that happens to me or to my kids or to this or to that? And I, I shared on the episode about how I was sort of having conversation with God and asking, like, why do these awful things happen? And he was saying, I can tell you what to do, but I can't make you do it right? I'm telling you what to do for your health. You have a clear knowing, Elizabeth, what is right for your health and what is wrong for your health. And I can't make you do what you feel is right for your health. But if you keep doing what you know to be wrong for your health, you did it to you. I didn't do it to you. And so I loved this, this phrase that obedience is your greatest protective measure. And I believe that for our lives. And and you don't have to be a believer in God to, to feel this. It's obedience to what you know to be right. Obedience to what you know to be true, right? You could know, you might say, well, I don't know the right way to eat for my health, but you know that overeating is not aligned with your health goals. You know that processed foods, or you might not know the right way to get out of debt or what you should be doing for your career, but you know that the frivolous expenses on Amazon are not what is best for you and your finances, are you being obedient to that truth? Or are you no longer listening to sound and wholesome teaching and instead going wherever your itching ears have something they want to hear? Rejecting the truth and chasing after myths. Myths like this one thing won't hurt. Myths like I've been so good. Myths like it's not that big of a deal. But it is. Where is there a truth that you have been ignoring or avoiding? A wholesome teaching that you have resisted and given yourself all of these reasons that you just need to get back to. You don't need to judge yourself for this, but you need to get back to it. Where have you been disobedient to what you know is right or true or best or aligned with your goals? Where, where have you been disobedient or partially obedient What does that look like for you? We all have a ton of information coming from us from a million different directions, but we do not have to chase every new shiny thing. We do not have to go where we feel like we are known, but rather we can go where we're challenged, challenged to grow and challenged to be better and challenged to do better instead of just chasing, chasing a perspective that resonates or lands. We don't have to do that. It's exhausting. And then we can convince ourselves that the reason we're not doing the thing we thought we should do is because we don't really know what we should do, but you do know. You're just distracting yourself with a million other things. I don't know who needed to hear this today, but I hope it lands for somebody out there. And if that was you, if it was you that it landed for, please let me know. I I really appreciate it. Sometimes I second guess if I should talk about things. But the more that I do this, I mean, I'm almost 10 years into this podcasting thing at this point. The more that I do it, the more that I feel confident in just going where I feel my gut telling me to go. And, And if something is meaningful enough to resonate with me to where I would think about sharing it, I should just share it. Because even if it only resonates with five or 10 or 15 of you, that's five or 10 or 15 of you that I can connect with in this way. And and that's good enough for me. So if you are one of those five or 10 or 15, or maybe it's 500 of you, who knows? Let me know. Shoot me a message on Instagram. You can find me there at Elizabeth Benton. And uh, let me know that this one resonated with you. And we will be into the science stuff 
on Monday. So we can get out of the mindset for a minute. We'll be into the science on our regular full-length episode on Monday. I'll see you guys then. Take care.